0: We're going to do a couple of things by the end of tonight. We're going to pray for goals. Who's, who's come, who was here this morning and you've kind of been thinking about your goals and you've come back to get them prayed for and anointed? We've got some people like that. Who's, who is just, you're ready to, you, you're, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure what my goals are. So do your best job to inspire me. Who's in that zone right now? Excellent. Thank you for your honesty. We'll do, we'll do what we can. Uh, we do this every year. We've been doing this pretty much for 20 years this goal anointing service, and it's a, it's a deliberate decision to, to create an atmosphere. One of the, the dreams for our church is that our church would be filled with influencers and entrepreneurs, people who have a sense of God's calling into different spheres of society. And as Sam was saying earlier, uh, we'll have an anointing from God on you to be successful in that sphere. There is, there is an anointing from God that makes us successful beyond our own ability. That's, that's part of our vision as a church. And so the goal anointing service, it just encourages us in the process of thinking, praying, seeking God, and beginning to to go, okay, this is the direction that I want my life to go in this year. And so on your seats, a little piece of paper, you can write down some of the goals that you've got. Uh, We'll be praying for those at the end of the service, anointing them with oil. The oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. It's representative that you, if you get God involved and on your life, He will take you and I further than we could go ourselves. All right. So uh, I want us to look at a number of thoughts. I've sh- I shared them this morning. I'm going to share them again tonight. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16 says this, We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. That's what we're doing tonight. We're committing our actions to God, asking Him to help us to be successful in plans that align to God's purpose for our life. That's what we're looking to do. We're looking at, uh, We're looking for, for goals in, in every area of your life. God's not just interested in your spiritual life only. That's very important but in fact, more than we realize is spiritual. He's interested in your your relationships. He's interested in your friendships. He's interested in, and these are areas that you can have goals in, in in your family, if you're married. Uh, He's interested in your marriage, your children. He's interested in your fitness. He's interested in your health. I know, right? He's interested in, in your education. He's interested in your career. He's interested in your holidays this year, somebody. Come on, that's a good thought. He's interested in in your um, purpose that he's got in your business. He's interested in every aspect of your life and setting goals is an important part of it. I encourage us when we're setting goals, don't just set these ridiculous goals that only God could do if they're all miraculous. Don't put it all on God. But don't just set these doable goals that you can do by the end of the month in your own ability. Set some goals that are going to stretch you. Set some goals that, that will keep you focused. Set some goals that need God's miraculous touch and anointing. Keep the blend of those things right. I want to encourage you with five thoughts tonight. I'm actually I'm going to just keep the keys. You guys are doing so good, but I'm just going to keep right up. Give, these, give the band a big, big round of applause. Five thoughts to help you set your goals and focus on your goals. The first one is to dream big. Dream big. It's a, we have a, a range of family values on our roll that we put up many years ago, and the first thing is dream big. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I believe one word that God's got for some people here this year in our church is that he wants to give you double for your trouble. Where you've been ripped off, he wants to bring restoration. Where you've had setbacks, he wants you to make a comeback. He wants you to move forward. I read about a couple, uh, two people, Arthur Blank and Bernie Marcus, who lost their jobs and they worked in the States in a home improvement store. That's a setback. That's trouble. But they saw a niche in the market to, do, to create an online business and within three years were turning over a billion dollars the business is called home Depot that's more than double for your trouble if you can if no matter what setbacks you have if you can get yourself in a God space if you can get yourself in a prophetic space if you can get yourself in a faith zone and that's what church is all about helping us get up out of the disappointments out of the frustrations out of the setbacks out of out of the things that are character building things that we're learning from things that we're repenting from, things that we're, we're leaving behind us, if we can get ourselves up to that into a prophetic zone of God, what could be? What have you got for me? What if I partner with you? What could you do in my life? That's the dream. Big. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. I like the idea that last Sunday we shredded the the bad things from the year before. In fact, uh, this week I've already shredded last Sunday. I shredded shredder Sunday. It was such a flipping annoying not being here together at church. And to, it was great when we did, it was online, and that's all good. But but we've got to get past the disappointments, get past the setback, and not let them shape low expectations for a year ahead. I want you to dream big. I want you to not just dream big, but I want you to break down the the not, I don't want you to break down. That's to be really clear. Okay. I want you to break it down. I want you to think, well what what's the dream that I've got for my life? What are your life goals? The beginning of last year, we released a, a dream for our church for the next decade. And we'll play that uh, over the next month or so in different services. And that, that dream is, it's, it's, some of it's just crazy. Some of it's seemingly achievable. Some of it seems like it's out of reach, but it's a dream. And dreams cause us to, to live on purpose and to live big lives. What's your dream? What's the, what's the dream of your, do you have, this would be a, just a thought, do you have a dream for your decade? When we're when when standing in church in 2030, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your whole life to look like? What's your dreams? Write them down. Dream big. I've, I've uh, written down, a, probably close to a decade ago, I wrote down one core goal of my life to have an intimate friendship with God. And then out of that, 10 specific goals for every area of my life. And I'd encourage you to dream big about your life and and those things. You know, I read a guy in the States called J.C. Penny. His dream for his life, and he achieved this, was to live off 10% of his income and give away 90%. What's your financial dream for your life? One of my financial dreams for my life is to write a $100,000 check in one moment for a kingdom advancement something. Now, we've been able to do that across a year. God's blessed us, been able to do that across a year in different areas, but in one moment, I'd like to write that down. Then one day we'll do it, and then we'll reset the next goal. Maybe you want to write a million dollar check. That'd be a lifetime goal or dream. Dream big. But when we move into dreaming big, well, you've got to break that down. Otherwise, it's just distant pie in the sky. So what does that look like in this next year for you? That's what goals are about. Goals are about the stepping stone to the next year. Goals are about going, okay, well, I want to have great friends. So that's, that's a dream. That's, that's important to me. I, one of mine is to have fun and meaningful friends. That's a, a lifetime goal and dream. And so goals are about breaking that down. Well, I'm going to do these particular activities. I'm going to, we're going to have people in our home on a regular basis for hospitality. I'm, so you break it down. You might have a, a dream to be a pastor. Some of you, that's, that's the God-given dream in your heart. Bible says that if you uh, desire to be a pastor or a leader, you desire a good thing. So what would be the next step? Well, going to Bible college this year would be a next step. Maybe doing the leadership academy in our church would be a a next step. Maybe doing an internship would be a next step. Break it down. What does it look like to, uh, uh, to have a great marriage And over the years, we'll always set a different goal to have a great marriage and invest in our marriage. Some some years it's been to have a date every week, go have a coffee or a meal together. Some weeks, some years, it's been just one thing, do a marriage course together, read a marriage book. Maybe it's to see a counselor together. Maybe it's to begin to pray together daily, but you're setting a goal and saying this, for that area, I'm breaking it down to this one thing that I'm committing to. Now, here's the deal. It might be a specific event, like doing the leader's big day out would be a great event to go. That's a goal this year to stretch me, to, to grow as a leader. We're doing that in two weeks' time. It might be a course. It might be a habit. Or it might be a target that you're working towards to achieve. But these goals, they need to be specific. We break it down. I shared this morning that in two weeks' time, I turned 50. No, I know. My beautiful wife had her birthday this week. I won't tell you how, how old she is. Somewhere in her 40s. Younger than me, she likes to remind me. We're, we're, uh, no, I'll just leave it at that. Younger than me, she likes to remind me. My wife is amazing. i just got to say she is an incredible woman of God. Love being married to her. My best friend, brilliant leader, high-capacity person, generous, fun, just a delight. Delight to, to do life together with. But I turn 50 in two weeks' time, and one of my goals this year is to do my 50 birthday burpees at boot camp after our 45 minute session. So that, that's me, that's my goal. I, I'm working my way there. I have been for a couple of months so that I don't embarrass myself. So not, the, the goal is not just be fit, it's specific. You might want to run a half marathon, that would be a great goal, a fitness goal for the year. For some of you, that would kill you. For somebody else, that would be a walk in the park. But what's a realistic, specific goal? Break it down for the next year ahead. Then The next thing is for you, so we're dreaming big. We're breaking it down. The next thing is to write your goals down. Write them down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says this, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. That means I've got to be able to read it regularly so I can run. I can keep running in that direction. This is not just a matter of, yep, oh, yep, I put that on my, my iPhone and I left it and I forgot about it. Oh, what was last year's goals? Oh, that's a bit awkward. No, this is about printing it out or putting it as your screensaver, putting it somewhere so you can go, these are the goals that I'm committed to because it's the kind of person I want to be. It's where my life is headed. Here's two interesting facts about people who write their goals down. One I shared this morning, 42% of people who write their goals down, oh no, if you write your goals down, you're 42% more likely to achieve them if you write them down, okay? So that, that's the kind of person that you are when you write them down. If you share them with a friend, researchers will tell you, you're 78, that, that increases to 78% more likely to do them. If it's an intention in your head, you're more than likely not going to achieve it because it's just an idea, when you write a goal down. Here's another thing Professor Daniel Cole described from Virginia Tech, that people who write goals down on average earn nine times the income of people who don't. That's, that's just a, a, a research will show the kind of people who set goals, who, who focus on where they want their life to go. And then, you know what? This is not about a, a, a hype or a motivational thing. This is about being a good steward of your life. God's given you and I one life. He's given us one, a certain amount of time that we're going to be here on life. And if we're not intentional about our lives and specific and writing things down, life's just going to disappear on us. And you can have these, oh, I wish I was that. But most things start by going this. I'm going to, I've got to do these steps. I've got to work towards it. So we'll write down those goals, make, put them somewhere visible. Uh, Number four. Okay, go again. Go again. I I can't tell you, I've got certain goals that I reckon I've rolled over for a decade every year. And I've I've made the decision that the price of being a person of vision with big goals is disappointment. That's the price. And once you accept that, you go, well, that's okay. I can live with some disappointment and I can get myself up to reset again, I can get myself filled with God, and I can get myself ready to go again and believe God again, Uh, not every goal you set will come to pass every year. This is not a magic goal anointing moment. This is not like slot in a prayer and out comes a guaranteed moment. It's about saying, God, I'm partnering with you. I'm focusing on these things. I'm believing that if I do my part, you'll put, if I do my natural, you put your super on it and we'll have some supernatural outcomes. But I'm becoming this kind of person. Proverbs 24, the godly may trip seven times. Come on, seven years you put it on and nothing's happened yet? Go again. Come on, go again, go again roll it over, move forward. The the fifth one and the last one that I want to spend a a little bit of time on this, because I believe this is really important. Uh, And it's first things first. Jesus said these words, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. So for some of you, that comes very naturally that's, that's the way you're wired. You've been in church and, and in God for many years. And so uh, you've got to work a little bit more at the other goals, having fun and your, you know the, the other kind of things that you're, you're working towards to have a holistic life. But for many of us who've lived in a world that tells us that it's all about getting ahead, it's all about success, its your own success, your own fame or gathering wealth and your own way for your own purpose. We need to continuously revisit actually what is my purpose on life and then make sure that my goals align to God's purpose. Not just my goals align to my desires which can come and go all the time. But my goals aligned to God's purpose. Last year, we spent six weeks looking at a book written by a man called Rick Warren that sold millions of, do- millions of copies around the world. And it originally was called Purpose Driven Life. I encourage you, if you've never read it, to read it. It's been rewritten as what on earth am I here for? And he talked about, and we, we studied this together, that every one of us have five purposes in our life. So my question tonight for all of us is are my goals lining up with my purpose? So I'm just going to ask you five simple questions. And I ask, I want you to pray and think, and I'm, I'm asking God as we go through this, that He will quicken to you, just these thoughts will come. Make this a goal for the year. The first one is this. How are you going to grow your relationship with God this year? How are you going to grow? Because your number one purpose is to be loved by God and to be in relationship with Him. So how's that going to grow this year? That might relate to your reading of the Bible and getting to know God. 15 minutes a day, you can read the Bible in a year. Just 15 minutes a day. Uh, You can read the New Testament in a year. Maybe you could make a commitment to pray 10 minutes a day just to build your relationship with God. Maybe young person, you got on fire at camp and you wanna keep that fire and so you're gonna be in church every Sunday night and in youth every Friday night. That's gonna keep your relationship with God because context is so important when it comes to your relationship with God, community. That's the next thing. So if number one is how am I gonna grow my relationship with God? Maybe you're here tonight and you don't have yet have a relationship with God. You can sense that there's something different in the atmosphere here tonight. And you can, you'll be watching people get baptized, making a, a statement of faith that they're going to follow Jesus Christ. Tonight, you can begin a relationship with God by just, in a moment, I'm going to ask you if you'd like to do that. We're going to pray a prayer. And in a moment, your life could change because God comes and lives on the inside. The second question, if the first one's how you're going to grow your relationship with God, the second is this, how are you going to grow closer to your church family this year? Because when you become a Christian, you become a son and daughter of God. And then He places you in a family. More important than discovering your purpose is discovering your people. Because when you discover your people, you'll discover your purpose. That's church family. That's your life. So how are you going to grow closer this year? Because it's on you. It's not on somebody else. It's on me for me and it's on you for you. So what's that look like? Maybe you're going to get involved in a small group and commit to being part of a connect group this year. Maybe you're going to make a decision that I'm going to reach out and invite people in my home once a a fortnight, once a month, and make a decision. Answer that question. What's it look like for you? The third one is, is how are you going to become more like Jesus this year? Think about that. Because growth doesn't just happen automatically. It's a decision we make and practices we put in place. Maybe Bible college would be a great thing to do. Thursday nights, this, each term, we're kicking off Bible college this year. Maybe, maybe you're gonna fast a certain amount this year. Maybe you're continuously held back by, by thought patterns or, or temptations that are holding you back and it's time to do a freedom course or, or a freedom experience or to see a counselor, have a chat to one of our pastors and go, I've got to deal with this thing in my past. Maybe it's getting water baptized for you tonight. Write that on your goals for those of you who are getting baptized and you can tick it off after tonight. That's a great way to build momentum in getting your goals going. Maybe it's internship. Number four, how are you going to use the spiritual gift that God has given you to serve your church family? How are you going to? Do it? When you get, when you become a Christian, you get spiritual gifts activated in your life. They're not for you. They're not for the world. They're for your church family. They're for the body of Christ. How are you going to use God's gifts? for the church family that he's placed you in. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. What's that going to look like for you? You might have a gift of encouragement, and make a goal to send an encouraging text every week to someone in your church family. Wouldn't that be a great goal? I'm, I want to develop that habit in my life. You might not be aware of what your goal is. And so every third Sunday of every month, we do what we call a growth track. The growth track runs during the service. And during that, beforehand, you fill out a survey, you discover your spiritual gifts, and we'll we'll find you a place in one of the teams in the church that you can start using the gift that God's given you. How are you going to use the spiritual gift? And if you're like, oh, I'm not really quite sure, then the the best place to start is just to start to serve others. Join a team in church, and you'll find that there are gifts inside you that you weren't even aware of that will come out as you serve others. That would be a great goal this year. I'm going to join a team. The last one is this. How are you going to connect people in your sphere of influence to Jesus? Because that's an important purpose for every Christian. Everyone, what, that's your mission field. Your mission, I, God's spoken to me. I know very clearly where my mission field is. I'm very, det- I'm very focused about it. I pray daily for, the, for a group of people every day. I invite them to church when I can. I, have, I initiate conversations. So what are you going to do for people in your school? people in your university, people in your neighborhood, people in your workplace, people in your parent, parents group, people who, you, who their kids go to school with your kids or play sport with you or, or your children? What, what's your goal this year to help people connect to Christ? Maybe it's just to list three or four people and pray for them every day. Maybe it's to have a commitment to, and I've got on my list this year, a certain amount of one-on-one hospitality with those people this year that I'm going to initiate. Because it can just be good intentions until I get it down as a goal. Then it becomes, okay, that's, maybe it's to invite a certain amount of people to church this year. These are just a range of things. So here we go. That's five things to help us as we write down our goals. Number one, dream big. Number two, break it down. Number three is to write them down. Number four, to go again. And number five is first things first. I want to take just a few moments so that you can just begin to fill these goals out just as the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you all. Let's pray right now and we'll to wait on God. Grab the pen, maybe you're using a, a device and we're going to be praying for these very soon. Holy Spirit, don't let us settle for second best. Don't let us live small lives. Don't let us shrink back. Don't let us live selfish lives. But let us live according to the purpose that you've got for us. Let us be sold out for you. Just while we're waiting, you can right away, just write jot things down. An atmosphere of faith. There's no limit on goals. But once you write it down, you're you're committing. So don't overcommit. I see people right across the room just writing things down, waiting on God. It's a wonderful thing to do. Ask God for a scripture for the year that you can write over across your goals. A promise that you can pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together, church. Fantastic amazing. All right, I am handing back to Mr. Isaac Sansom. God bless you, church.